This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. An old duck has new feathers. Can Oregon's new coach knock off its former leader when UCLA and Chip Kelly come to town for the biggest game of week eight? Hello, it's October 21st, and I'm Brandon Marcello. This is the College Football Daily. Not since 2016 has there been a matchup this big and important in the Pac-12. This is a showdown between two top 10 teams, UCLA, Oregon, Autzen Stadium. And it might just be the conference's best shot yet at proving itself worthy of inclusion in the college football playoff for the first time in six years. It's a huge weekend in Eugene, where Oregon coach Dan Lanning leads his one-loss Ducks into Autzen Stadium for the biggest game of his young coaching career. Lanning, in his first year at Oregon, has plenty of experience in big games after his stint as Georgia's defensive coordinator, of course, but this one will certainly hit different. Dan Lanning joined me to preview the game, discuss his philosophy as a teacher and coach, and what makes a good movie great and worth utilizing as a motivational tactic for his team. So with UCLA coming into town, it's been, what, like eight years since Oregon's had a top 10 matchup there inside Autzen. So what's the environment like there, one, outside the stadium, just in the community and everything leading into this game? Yeah, this is, um, you know, it, it, it reminds you a lot of a high school homecoming game where you're, everybody in the entire town's, you know, excited about it. It's, it's certainly a fun environment. I keep telling our players that they created that, right? And obviously we have amazing fans here, but you got to remember the reason everything's here, the fanfare, the excitement, you know, that's been created because of how you've played so far this season. You have to continue to play and make sure you keep the main thing, the main thing. But there's certainly a lot of excitement through the community and uh, the entire university. I hear you say keep the main thing, the main thing a lot. To tell me a little bit about that. And what I mean, it's it's simple, but where did you first hear that? I, I didn't realize I said it a lot. So I guess that tells you, I don't know. I don't know where I heard it, but it makes sense to me, right? I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens in this game. There's going to, and there's going to be a lot of stuff that happens outside of this game. And the reality is the only part that matters is the game, right? And uh, we're celebrating a great cause with uh, our breast cancer awareness jerseys, right? It's awesome to have game day here and certainly some of the national media um, that'll be covering this game. That, those are all awesome pieces. But the reality for us is playing the game on the field. You know, that's what we want to do really well. And that's what we pride ourselves in, the preparation that it takes to have a, a good football team. And uh, I certainly don't think we've played our best football yet. We still have better football to play. Um, I'm hoping we continue to trend that direction. So what's different about your team from the team that everybody nationally saw in week one? I was, I was there, covered the game against Georgia to, to where you are right now. Oh, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot different, but I'm sure a lot can be said for every single team in the nation right now. You know, you're not the same team you are week six, week seven as you are week one. You know, we realize how many things we have to get better at and where we got to roll up our sleeves and go to work. But that doesn't mean, you know, the, uh, the improvement for us is done, right? There's a lot more to do and we can get a whole lot better than we are. And 
the reality is game one has nothing to do with game seven, right? So we got to go out here and play our best game, you know, this game. And when we got to go accomplish what we can accomplish. You know, I've heard a lot about how you kind of almost week to week, whether you know it or not, you kind of focus on like a couple of things like we really got to fix and improve on, whether it's been like red zone stuff. Uh, I know you've mentioned third down defense right now, which you guys have really struggled with lately. One, I want to ask what has been the focus the last couple of weeks, especially with this bye week you just had to prepare, help prepare. But also when you look back at the analysts and everybody you brought in how how much of the analysts kind of helped with that and in, in identifying those issues i think it's full it's full circle it's the entire organization it's not one person it's not one analyst you know it's every coach it's every support staff member you know everybody has a role in our organization and they have to contribute and um every player they have to be able to identify their warts as well you know i think from the beginning of the season we talked about the reality is everybody wants to go out to practice and practice what they're really good at, right? If I'm good at catching fade balls, hey, coach, throw another fade at practice, right? If I'm, you know, if I'm good at, at pass rush, everybody wants to go do one-on-ones. But the reality is you better go focus on your weaknesses. And I think our team's really embraced that this season. Every single week, we've kind of had something that we've certainly focused on. And um, this week's no different. Like you said, we've we got to get better at third down. You know, UCLA is one of the best third down teams in the nation. They don't get in third and long very often. That's something we have to do well on defense and we have to do well on offense. we got to tackle well in this game. There's just a lot of uh, details that go into it. During our bye week, we really had a personal improvement plan for every one of our players, you know, and it wasn't 10 things that I can get better at because I think when you make a list of 10 things, you end up becoming not any better at any of them, right? Jack of all, right? It's not, it's not really a, a phrase in our uh, organization. We want to become master of one, right? And we're working on one thing that we want to get better at during that week. And hopefully we get to see that on the field this week. What pops out to you about UCLA? Is it just the experience and veteran leadership that DTR provides them and gives them so much confidence no matter what's going on in the field? Or what is it? Yeah, I mean, seeing him as a fifth-year player is really clear, right? I, I think they do a good job of create making teams panic, right? And feel like they can't really grab their breath. You know, they they get the ball out on the perimeter. They play extremely fast at times, but then they can slow the pace down and they they make the simplest plays, right? Feel like really complicated plays and make them really hard because then you realize, hey, there's 20 yards of space between me and the guy that has the ball and I got to go make an open field tackle, uh, which we can be one of the hardest things in, in football, right? Or on defense, they do a great job of changing the presentation and, and making quarterbacks throw in tight windows or, you know, having, having opportunities to take advantage of the pass rush. So I think they make teams panic and, and they do simple really well. When you look at your team, you've had a lot of success with the transfers that have come in that have had immediate impact. And, and number one on everybody's mind is, is Bo Nix, transfer quarterback from Auburn. And you just look at his numbers on paper. It's amazing the improvement he's made. But then you watch him on game day and he looks, not to say completely different, but he is just absolutely dynamic. How would you describe Bo Nix and what he's done for you so far this season? Yeah, I've, I've been a fan of Bo for a long time. You know, even going back when I was coordinating against him at Georgia and playing against him, he has an athleticism that I think is really unmatched, um, you know, at that position. It's it's certainly special. And right now he's operating at a really high level because he's making great decisions. And the biggest part of being a great quarterback is being a great decision maker and uh, not feeling like you have to go make every single play, but having the confidence to win a play needs to be made, you can do it. And he's right in that, right in that threshold right now and doing a really good job. How much do you how much do you pay attention to the middle eights? How, how much of a stressor is that for you guys that you look at? Yeah, we we talk about it quite a bit. And uh you know, that's one of the things during our during our bye week, we actually broke down for our team. Hey, here's where we've been in the middle eight, showed them some scenarios of you know where it's been really beneficial to us and where it can, you know, help us. And we've um we've been we've been good in that area this season. 
You've been very good. You know, I think it's 80-something to maybe like 10 or something like that in the middle eights in favor of Oregon since week one. There's been that one game that you got, quote-unquote, struggled with, and I guess it was at Arizona. When you look at what's gone right and what's gone wrong, are you thinking maybe I shouldn't harp on this too much because we're doing so well, or how do you approach that? Well, it's a piece of the game that you want to be good at, but it's not the only piece of the game, right? If we spent all our time in the middle eight, I'd be worried about the other, what, 42 minutes of the game or whatever we are at. You know the other 40, 52 minutes of the game that really matter, right? So we got to be we got to be good at a lot of things, and certainly not uh, just those eight minutes within a game. But when we can focus on small details and break the game into small pieces, I think that makes sense to our players and take advantage of those moments. It's um, it's it's worked for us this season. I mean, it, on game days, it doesn't really matter who the other coach is on the sideline, but you know. On TV, it does because faces are faces with Chip Kelly on the other sideline there for, for UCLA and going against his former program. How much do you, do you kind of have to talk about that with your players going into a game like this? Because as you said, that there are, there are distractions out there and that just seems to be like another one. Yeah, I, I think this place, I've said it earlier this week, that this place probably has a special place and it's hard for uh, Chip as well as the same for him. And that really has nothing to do with the game. You know, Chip Kelly's going to play zero snaps this game. Dan Lanning's going to play zero snaps this game. I'm sure he'll have some wrinkles, you know, up his sleeve for coming here and, and playing a place that he has some fond memories of and we have to be prepared for those. But the reality is the players are going to play this game and none of these players were really here when he was here. And uh, that's not the game, right? That's that's part of those outside pieces that really don't matter you know from the outside looking at this is such a huge game just for the pac-12 overall it's, it's been something like six years since we've seen a top 10 matchup and that was in the pac-12 championship game of course the pac-12 hasn't been in the playoff in six years do you think that from what you've just seen that the pac-12 has some playoff worthy teams at this point in the season including yourselves i think time will tell yeah, I think time will tell. I think I, I hope I'm like many coaches in this league that that's the last thing we're really worried about right now. And I think the rest takes care of itself, right? You go play good football. I'll say this. There's some really good teams in this league. There's some really good talent in this league. And every week I turn on, I'm like, man, I wish we were playing a different team. There's some really, I mean, it, it's talent each week, uh, well-coached teams each week. And I think you see it week in and week out in this conference. So that, that other stuff takes care of itself. Much more with Oregon coach Dan Lanning after these messages. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What do you think the unfair rap is about the Pac-12? Because as you said, I mean, you've coached in the SEC, which everybody lauds as the best. And then the Pac-12 we've seen from top to bottom this year, it's been very competitive. We just saw Utah, of course, beat USC. And there's been some other, some close matchups. How would you stack up the Pac-12 right now? Yeah, I think, like I said, I think there's great coaches, great players in this league. I think it's only getting better. You know, and, and being in other conferences, you know, top to bottom, this conference is really strong in my opinion right now. And 
there isn't there isn't a game that you can say, okay, all right, this is a this is a week that we can coast. That doesn't really exist in this conference. So you love that. You want that as a coach. You want to be in a place that's competitive. That um, your players have to get up for every game and go to work. And that's the way our staff feels right now. What have you learned about yourself as a head coach so far? I know I know you're in the thick of it, but I'm sure you've had at least a couple of quiet moments, at least when you're trying to go to sleep, to think about it. Yeah, I learn every single day. Like, there's a lot of things that I can get better at. Um, I'm continuing to improve. You know, that's but that's one of the things I love about football is it gives you an opportunity to be a lifelong learner. And if you stay the same, you're, you're going to get passed up in this game, right? And uh, there's, you know, in today's day and age, there's so many tools that you can utilize to make yourself better, right? Whether it's studying other games, being able to watch a point of film, uh, talk to other coaches, so I still enjoy that piece. I really enjoy learning, you know, about where, where I can be better. We, we do a self-scout, not just on the games we lose, but the games we win. So what can we do better within that game? And uh, that, that's what I get hung up on. That's my favorite part of football is how can we, you know, we played well, but how can we play better? Uh, and that's going to continue to happen for me. But I've, I've learned a lot. I'm not done learning when it comes to myself as a head coach. What has impressed you the most about your team? I love for the game. You know, I mean, I, you, you want to coach players that have a love for the game. And I think our team has a love for the game. You know, they, they, we don't have a group of planners. These guys want to roll up their sleeves and work. You know, they've done a good job of ignoring the outside noise. I want to see that continue. I, I heard, saw an interview with you. I don't know even know what it was. Maybe it was about a month ago talking about practicing outside in the elements. And you, you drew upon uh, references to, to from Rocky to Rocky three and even Rocky four going out and how you had to go out in the snow and, and, and prepare and everything. And I think there's what rain in the forecast. This Saturday, I know Eugene's needed it with all the forest fires going on there. How have you guys been preparing for that? Maybe there being a little bit of a battle, battle of the elements as well. Yeah, I think, you know, this, this is where you get to trust your training. We've played in it before, um, whether it be in practice or experience in the environment. But we've, we've prepped for it. We, we do wet ball drills every single week. Um, we did more of them this week. Whatever rolls out there, you know, we're going to worry about the things we can't control, right? And weather's certainly not one of them, but that's somewhere that we can have an excited advantage if we go out there and operate well. All right, so I, I've been told you've got kind of a some movies you really, really like. I want to hear the ones you really consider that you look up to that that have influenced you. So I know we all have our favorites, but when I heard you talking about Rocky, you knew quite a bit about those, so I'm, I'm interested. To hear yeah, that. I don't know if I'm as much of a Rocky guy as you might think. I just kind of thought it fit that week, so I, I can't name all the Rockies. But uh, yeah, I, I used to really be a, a movie guy. Uh, my top five list would probably be Mystic River, Road to Perdition, Seven, wow. The Departed, and then Last of the Mohicans. That's probably my top five right there. Wow, that's a fantastic list. Mystic River, I remember I went to all that. What's your top five? Kind of nerdy. My number one is a movie called RoboCop, just because I... Wow. I had a, <laughs> my family was messed up. They're like, hey, here's four years old. He'll enjoy this murderous uh, cyborg. But yeah, that was, my, that was one of my favorites. So Mystic River... What a messed up ending. Oh, man. Crazy movie, huh? Yeah. Have you, have you seen the other movie that's based off the same author, the novelist, uh, uh, Gone Baby Gone? Yeah. 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 Good movie. Yeah. Aff another Affleck brother. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Keep it in the family there. And then uh, uh, Road to Perdition, Paul Newman being able to say, I'm glad it's you in the rain when he's got his hand on. Oh, that's, that's heavy Great stuff. movie, isn't it? It's a great yeah. movie. Lone Wolf and Cub was, I think that was, was uh, partially based off of. So, okay, but you're using Rocky references to the to the team. Yeah, I'll use anything and everything that I think fits. You know, with our guys, I, I, you know, um, I catch myself doing it so often. There's so many yeah. people that we revere in in sports, and uh, I think every one of us would love to lean on a Michael Jordan quote or a Kobe Bryant video. And sometimes you catch yourself as a coach going to that 
too often. And I think it's great to find some references outside of sports at times. And sometimes that might be in a movie that might be, you know, in an event, there's a lot of things you can lean on, but uh, I think good teachers find other ways to teach. So what are you leaning on this week? We're really focused on being the thermostat, not the thermometer this week, right? We want to set the temperature, not really adapt to the temperature. So, you know, that's that's the, the theme for us. That's what we're focused on, control the things we can control. But we set the tone and uh, that's what we're going to go out there and do. So how do you see yourself going forward as far as you continue to build the program when we got the transfer portal, obviously with recruiting, what kind of balance do you foresee there? Well, I mean, recruiting is your lifeblood, right? You, you, you always have to uh, go get top-notch talent. And I, I believe in developing talent. You know, I don't want to eat the meal. I want to help cook the meal, right? I want to eat it, but I want to help cook it. So we have to uh, build a roster from the ground up. We're always going to uh, recruit high school players. And we want, to, we want to recruit the right guys, guys that want to stay, guys that will battle through adversity and um, deal with that. But at the same time, we've had um, certainly some success in the portal. And we want to lean on great relationships and guys that we think can help our program. And it's benefited us. It'll continue to benefit us. But I don't know that we'll ever be a team that's only built out of the portal or only built out of high school uh uh, players. We got to be a team that is a little bit of both. My last question, uh, when you look at this game going into it, what is going to be the difference? When we look back at this, we say that team won because? Yeah, explosive plays, right? We, yeah. we have to limit limit their explosives and we have to create some explosive for us. And ultimately, that's not going to be necessarily 50-yard bombs down the field. That's going to be built off of tackling in space um, and making sure that we can get yards after catch when we, we get the ball in space. I think you you well, you two programs are what maybe one and two in the Pac-12 as far as explosive plays this season. Yeah, I think we're two and three, but right. Well, okay. we might be we might be one to do. Uh, I, I'm I always look at differential, right? I look at how many have we given up versus how many have we um, created. And right now, I think we're two three in the conference when it comes to differential. In fact, I think we're both at plus thirty one. So oh wow, yeah. Uh, so that to me is going to be the difference. What a delight it was to talk Oregon UCLA and some Mystic River and Road to Perdition with Dan Lanning. Wasn't expecting that. Sadly, I didn't get to ask him about his start in his career as a receivers coach. Can you believe that? The former defensive coordinator started his life as a receivers coach. Anyway, thanks again to Dan Lanning for joining us on the eve of Oregon's gigantic matchup against UCLA. What a treat. For our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Brett Marcello. Thanks for listening to the College Football Daily. We'll see you down the road.